Let the fight begin! Welcome to It's Real to Us, the wrestling podcast. Featuring your hosts, Anthony and Tony Passiello and Nathan Rothstein. What's going on, you guys? And welcome to It's Real to Us, the wrestling podcast. On today's episode, we're going to break down everything from the November 17th, 2023 edition of Friday Night SmackDown. We're also going to be mentioning some news and rumors we've heard and debuting our very first game. Now, if you didn't happen to see SmackDown this past week, don't worry about it. Because the father, Nate Diggity Dog, and yours truly have you covered in the fastest SmackDown recap. Kicking off SmackDown, Bailey, Eosky, Kyrie Sane, and Dakota Kai officially welcomed Asuka into Damage Control with a limited edition Damage Control t-shirt. I gotta get my fat hands on one of those, man. Then, Damage Control Challenge, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Shotzi to find a fourth teammate and fight them inside. War game. In the night's first match, the Brawling Brutes butchered their tag title opportunity after Butch kicked Rich Holland right in the fucking face. And despite Pretty Deadly's groovy-looking disco ball, it was the Street Profits who proved disco is dead after picking up the win. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins are the new number one contenders for the WWE Tag Team title. Next up, Dragon Lee took on WWE's Power Ranger, Axiom. Who the fuck is this guy? The NXT standout drained the dragon after hitting an impressive Canadian destroyer and Spanish fly. Wow, this guy's pretty good, huh? However, it was Dragon Lee who picked up the win with another impressive performance. Eat two Santos? Santos Brutus Escobar explained why he stabbed Rey Mysterio in the back. The disgruntled Escobar wasn't cool and took out his frustration on the remaining members of LWO. Someone get Carlito an apple. The veteran made the save and chased Escobar off. Next up, Cameron Diaz Grimes' sex tape with Grayson Darren Waller was a giant disappointment and only lasted a few minutes thanks to Austin Theory distracting Grimes. Grayson Waller defeats Cameron Grimes. In a touching eulogy to John Cena's career, Paul McCartney Heyman couldn't let it be and want Cena to never come back to the WWE. But the wise man was quickly cut off by the megastar. Yeah! who promised to make his way through the bloodline one by one. On tonight's show, Jimmy Fallon Uso tried to stand up to L.A. Knight, but Uso couldn't handle the megastar's fever pitch. What a good fucking movie. And after a little blood force trauma, it was Knight who picked up the win. And in our main event, Team Charlotte audibled out of a 3-4 defense and enlisted the help of a man? Becky Lynch was revealed to be the fourth member of Team Charlotte and will now help her former rival take on damage control inside War Game. That was the fastest SmackDown recap. I'm Anthony Passiello, joined by Nate Diggity Dog. Woof, 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 woof. And Tony, the father Passiello. I'm supposed to say something? We are so excited to be back. Oh, wait a minute. You didn't tell me that. That's okay. No, it worked out great. We are so excited to be back for episode three of It's Real to Us. (laughs) Guys, Woo-hoo! yeah, baby. 
We haven't been picked up yet, but we're not dead yet either. Episode three. Still going strong. You guys excited to be here? Hell yeah. So before we jump on into our news and our rumors, I just want to talk a little Thanksgiving. My favorite holiday of the year, Thanksgiving. Yeah, why is that? Because Thursday I get to eat, Friday I get to hang out, and then I have the weekend. Hey, some of us actually have to work on that Friday, Tony. That sucks for you. So I'm off Wednesday and Thursday. And then I got to go back to work on Friday. Why don't you try to take Friday off and work Wednesday? No, because uh, someone took the entire week off, and now my manager took the entire week off. So I, I can't take off. You're off Wednesday and Thursday. Well, I'm off Wednesday. It's a scheduled day off. And then Thursday, obviously, is Thanksgiving, so I'm off that day. So I get two days back to back. What about Saturday? Uh, I will be working on Saturday. I'm looking at you right now, and you're looking like you're getting a flu about Thursday, 12 o'clock at night. It might suck. You have to go back to work. But what are you uh, bringing? Or actually, where are you going for Thanksgiving? I got to go to Long Island. You guys are probably staying local, I'm assuming. Yeah, so you're going out. Is Sam's family in Long Island? No, 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 my family. Uh, oh. My aunt in Long Island. It's going to be a fun trip. I think do it's going to be like two and a half hours. Do you so. normally do Thanksgiving? Usually injuries? every other. The last time we didn't go, uh, because Sam, this is her, like, uh, busy week because Black Friday and everything. She works for, does PR at a top cash back. So that's like their busiest time of that's the year. That's your sugar mama. No. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, she might make We're on air now. You better call her your sugar mama. I, I don't know if she, uh, yeah, okay. She's my sugar mama. <laughs> okay, well, are you going to bring anything or are you going to show up empty handed uh, and just eat? Amy got it handed. Thanks, Ames. Love you. <laughs> All right, great. And uh, me and the big man, Tony the Father, will be spending Thanksgiving together. But that's enough about Thanksgiving. We got to talk some wrestling. So we're going to go on into some news and rumors around the wrestling world. News and rumors. All right, we are talking news. So in case you missed our last show, Rey Mysterio has underwent successful surgery to repair a torn meniscus and will be sidelined six to eight weeks. He had reportedly been working with this injury. Too bad Ray didn't have Aaron Rodgers' doctors. He'd be back next week. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. But my question is, why they give him the title when they knew he was hurt? To set up the feud with Santos? Because you gave him the belt. Why couldn't you just have the feud without the belt or give it to him quicker? Then he switches, and then he gets the surgery. You had to wait all this time, and then he gets hurt like this? It couldn't have been like a major injury because he, he wouldn't have been working as regularly as he had been. So you need to have the Logan Paul and uh, and Ray match? Is that why? I think it was a terrific match, and you get Logan Paul the belt. And it's his biggest win to date. He had that injury. He was working through it. But when Santos threw him on the steel post, it blew it out. It made it worse. Right yeah. So we'll, we'll see Mysterio hopefully get healthy and hopefully get back in time for the Royal Rumble. It'd be nice to see him and Santos start a feud heading into WrestleMania. Uh, elsewhere, we saw WWE NXT finalize the deal to move to the CW channel in October of 2024. And this is especially funny because the National Wrestling Alliance had a deal in place with the CW to take that time slot, but after the cocaine spot on their pay-per-view event. Basically, they started doing cocaine on live television, and the CW channel was like, yeah, no, we're, we're getting some bad press for this. We're just going to take... Our, uh, our contract, and we're going to give it over to uh, WWE NXT. Anybody got a dollar bill I can roll up? It's time for my medicine. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. So hold on. You guys saw the segment, right? Yeah. I, I It was shocking. <laughs> I was like, are they really doing this? It was entertaining, and you got people was talking it, about it. Uh, my question is, was it actual cocaine? Yeah, I, I want to believe it was actual cocaine. Really? Yeah, hell yeah. You you wouldn't want that <laughs> to be actual cocaine? That's committing to the gimmick, my friend. I, that's committing, but like, uh, you're... 
<laughs> Come on. Like, what are we doing? We're doing actual cocaine on, like, live programming? Like, come on. You want to know what? There's no such thing as bad press. Any type of press is good press. And it definitely was real cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tony, that's crazy. I could tell. Brought back some memories. Brought back Tony memories. can tell. He, uh, <laughs> he's an expert in all things cocaine and illegal substances. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We found out that Backlash will take place in France. The first ever premium live event to take place in France. Where in France? Where in France? South, south of France? I do not know where in France. Important. Eiffel Tower, France, south of France. Uh, somewhere in France. We're, somewhere, somewhere in France, dude. 2024 is international season. What international shows do they have? They had Money in the Bank, which was in London. They had Backlash, was in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Big WWE one. is as popular internationally as it is domestically. And when you have special live events, you're gonna get so much money. Show me the money. I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but there's a reason why WrestleMania has never been. It's only been in Canada. All the other WrestleManias have been here. There's a reason for that. I think that you could see an international WrestleMania soon. I see. I, I don't. We saw John Cena come out at Money in the Bank and that say that. That doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. The United States is $35 trillion in debt. They're running out of cash. The money is overseas. Okay, but they U.S. Dog. is not paying for it. Also, it's hey, the, Elimination Chamber is going to be in Australia, too. Yeah, yeah. and also, you know what time that pay-per-view is going to start? Or, excuse me, premium live event is going to start? 6 a.m. And you know just as well as I do, you're going to get up and watch I'm it. I'm not disagreing that I won't watch it, but like, what are we doing? It's going to start 6 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to start because it's in Australia. I can't sleep at night, so I'll be up. You have to be up. We're going to take notes yeah, for the no, show. No, but I'll be up anyway. I'm, I'm up always 5.30. Okay. Moving on. WWE partnered with the Big 12. And as oh, big news. Big news. As a part of the deal, the game's most outstanding player will receive a customized WWE belt, and WWE stars will be prominently featured in the events. Is that every week? I don't know if it's every week. I don't know how they're going to do it. I just am curious as to how the superstars are going to be used. Like, are you going to see Roman Reigns in a Texas uniform spearing Cody Rhodes in a Texas A&M jersey? I don't think it's going to be any of that. Okay, well, we will see exactly what this entails, but it's exciting to see nevertheless. Elsewhere, this is a little less exciting. It appears as if John Cena's WWE run has come to an end. The 16-time champion had successful surgery on one of his arms and is expected to undergo another surgery to repair his other elbow. So two surgeries for John Cena means that we have probably seen the last of John Cena in WWE for some time. Yes, Nathan, that pun was intended. Oh, well, good for you. But all I'm saying is I'm heartbroken if that was his last match because I didn't treat it like it was his last match, and I give it the respect that like it was his what last match. What would you have done differently had you known that? I would have cherished the moment a little bit more better. How uh, would you have cherished it? Would your pants have been on, or would your pants have been off? My you pants were off either way. I actually was here for the uh, for the event. Actually, so. Nathan, <laughs> <laughs> pants off in my house. <laughs> I, you never know, Tony. While I was watching the match, I, I was kind of thinking this could be his last match because, as we know, the writer's strike ended, and you kind of knew it was coming. Doesn't make it any less uh, disappointing. But thank you, John Cena. Look out. Okay, now we're going to talk uh, a couple of rumors around the wrestling world. So this is an AEW rumor, not a WWE rumor. This is the first little AEW talking we've done on this show, so let's do it justice. Over the last couple of weeks, AEW programming has seen a devil character running around and causing chaos, beating up superstars backstage. Now, this devil character, it's MJF's signature mask, but we've seen the devil character and MJF in the same place at the same time. So now we know it can't be MJF. So it leads the question, who could it be? Now, wrestling fans, WWE and AEW fans alike, have been speculating that this could be the return of CM Punk to AEW TV. 
It was reported by a few sources, though, that this is not the case and CM Punk will not be returning to AEW. So my question for you guys is, if CM Punk's not the devil, who would you like to see the devil character be? I want to say it could be Adam Cole. That's an interesting one. I like Adam Cole. That's an interesting one. That's fun. How about we bring back... Remember the big group in WWE? And then they were run by Mustafa Ali. Retribution? Yeah. That's exactly what this gimmick is. So are you guessing Mustafa Ali? I kind of want it to be Mustafa Ali. So we're just going to call it Retribution 2.0? Yes, exactly. We're going to take WWE's failed gimmick and then run it at AEW? Yeah. And then it's just going to somehow be successful? Well, no, because it won't be, but because Retribution sucked. Why are you pitching... Because I think it'd be funny. <laughs> All right, okay. I, I think it's going to be Jack Perry. A good call. He's actually one of the pillars of AEW. He's been off TV ever since he got into a backstage altercation with CM Punk and was suspended. So it, it's not going to be a very exciting reveal if he's it's not Jack big Perry. Enough. I don't think he's big enough. That's the problem, though, is I don't think AEW has a big enough superstar up their sleeve. I think they have to kind of make do with who they have, and I think their best and most logical pivot is Jack Perry. What about Dolph Ziggler? Dolph Ziggler would be great. I would love that. I don't think that he's going to go to AEW, though. Although his brother's there. Dolph would be great. Yeah. He'd be awesome. Dolph would be terrific, and he would get the spotlight that he deserves as a legitimate threat, a big deal heel. I, I'm going to go back and say it's Dolph. Yeah, Mustafa was a horrible guy. Nah, horrible oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's your opinion. Sucked. I would like to also point out, we are not experts. And the majority of the things we're going to be talking about, we don't really know. We're kind of just throwing shit against the wall and hoping something sticks. So don't quote us really on anything and take everything that we say with a grain of salt. So with that being said, Brock Lesnar will be coming back at the Royal Rumble. It's a guarantee. You heard it here first. And I want to know, who do you guys think Lesnar should be feuding with upon his WWE return going into Mania? Going into Mania after he wins the Rumble? He comes back at the Rumble. What about Brock Lesnar versus Seth Freaking Rollins. No, they did that like a hundred times already. Really? Yeah. Plus, at this point in his career, Seth's back so messed up. The less yeah. matches he has with Brock Lesnar, the better. What about Brock versus Solo? Brock versus Solo? Uh, it's, it's Brock's a big name. Solo's, you know, big name, but he's like an understudy. Brock, Brock's could, gotta go Brock could take that pin also. That would push Solo to levels he's never been. Like, beating John Cena is one thing, but beating Brock Lesnar is a That's whole other beast. And maybe Solo beats him at Mania. Nah, if he gets pinned as he comes back by Solo, there is no more match Brock could Brock. take 50 pins. He's still Brock Lesnar. Not when he comes back off of a layoff. No way. No, he's Brock freaking Lesnar. He could take three pins in a row. You know who I would like to see Brock Lesnar feud with? L.A. Knight. I would be... Thrilled with that. I think that L.A. Knight is a perfect fit for Brock Lesnar. They're perfect for each other for this reason and this reason alone. Brock Lesnar, for the last few years, has been a gatekeeper of sorts. He has been a passing-of-the-torch character, okay? L.A. Knight is the biggest superstar in the company right now, but he is most likely going to eat another pin to Roman Reigns sometime soon. So if you want to maintain L.A. Knight's credibility and popularity, what better way to do that than by putting him over Brock Lesnar? I mean, I, I would like it. I think it'd be a good match, but... Uh, I don't see it. I just I, don't see I, it. I don't see it either. Brock Lesnar comes back, and you want to push somebody to the outer limits already? Omos. Brock Lesnar, Omos, too. Brock Lesnar versus Gunther. Ooh, that's and an interesting Gunther one. Gunther pins Brock Lesnar. That puts Gunther in stratosphere that he's never been before. 
An interesting one. I give the point to Tony, the father. Yeah. That, that was fantastic. I like I like that take. Let's make it happen. Gunther versus Brock Lesnar upon him returning at the Royal Rumble. Does Lesnar go after the IC title? Does Lesnar cost Gunther the IC title? So, yeah, let's let's make that happen. I like it. I'm in. All right. Have they ever wrestled before? No, not once. They had a stare down at last year's Royal Rumble, though. So maybe that's a whole full circle moment. You got to make that, though, just more than one match. Lesnar's got to take him out or win out of a disqualification, something like that. And then you have him in the big match. You have Lesnar take the pin. That is a fun idea. I'd like to see that happen. But for now, let's leave that right there as we break down the November 17th, 2023 edition of Friday Night SmackDown. Friday Night SmackDown Breakdown. All right, we are going to be breaking down everything that happened from the November 17th, 2023 edition of Friday Night Smackdown from the Ford Center in Indiana. But before we do, there's something I need to talk to you guys about. We need to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> the hell was that? That was not an elephant. That was an elephant. But what I'm referring to is that, Nathan, you have a nickname. You are Nate Diggity Dog. Tony, yeah. you have a nickname. You're Tony the Father Passiello. And I'm just Anthony Passiello. I need a nickname. Ant. Ant-Man. Ant, Ant-Man Passiello. Or just Ant-Man. It's got to be something in the middle. So yours is Nate Diggity Dog Rothstein. Yours is Tony the Father Passiello. And you want mine to be Anthony Ant Passiello? Anthony Wordman Passiello. I don't like that. Anthony Ugly Face Passiello. That's just uh, hurtful. Uh, it's hurtful, man. Well, I'm just try trying to spit facts here. I'm a good-looking dude, man. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Tell yourself that. <laughs> I do, every day in the morning. Yeah, good. You're good. You are beautiful, you are capable, and you're going to make a difference today. I have a nickname for myself. What is it? I don't want to say it because... Small penis? <laughs> <laughs> what I was thinking is I could be Anthony the producer, Passiello. Yeah, that works. I like that. The producer. But now I'm giving myself my own nickname. Who gives a fuck? Yes. All right, well, I want to put a poll out. So submit your final nickname for me, and we'll put up a poll on Twitter, and whichever gets the most amount of votes, if we get any votes, will be my nickname going forward. So I am going to submit for myself, Anthony the producer, Passiello. Okay, I'm going to submit... Uh, Anthony Ugly Passiello. It's not even clever. It's not, but it's fact. I was so nice to you, Nate. I gave you <laughs> Nate Diggity Dog. You got your own wolf and everything. It's because it's me. So I'm Ugly Face? Yeah, you are. Anthony Magic Man. Magic Man. That's interesting. All right, so we have Anthony the producer, Passiello. Anthony Ugly Face? Or is it Anthony Ugly? Anthony Ugly Passiello. Anthony Ugly Passiello. And then Anthony the Magic Man Passiello. So... Go ahead, cast your votes at It's Real to Us on Twitter. We are going to put up a poll. Let us know which one you think best suits me, and we will rock with that going forward. Reminder, too, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and now YouTube at It's Real to Us. It's going to be humbling when you see all these votes, and they, you see it's going to be Anthony Ugly Passiello because you're going to realize how ugly you actually are. You're so cruel. <laughs> I am cruel today. This is what happens when, you, when we shoot a show past midnight, dude. You're like a gremlin. That's enough. It's time to talk about SmackDown. So let's talk about SmackDown. Kicking off the show, Damage Control came out, and this was the new look Damage Control. You have Bailey, EO Sky, Kyrie Sane, Dakota Kai, and now Asuka, who was made an official member during this segment. But something of note, there was a lot of tension up front. It seemed like Bailey could have gotten kicked out of damage control 
at any moment's notice. For a second, I thought she might have been out of damage control. What did you guys think? I mean, I thought that could have possibly happened, but I think they're going to hold this until War Games. Maybe something happens at War Games. When are they going to turn? You think they're going to turn right after they win at War Games? They could win at War Games and then... Or do they lose at War Games and turn on? So it depends on what happens at War Games. If they win at War Games, you're going to see this stretched out a little bit longer. If they lose at War Games, I think they turn right after they, they lose at War Games. They challenged Charlotte Flair... Bianca Belair and Shotzi to a match at War Games. But here's the problem. There are four members of Damage Control who are healthy and ready to compete and only three members of, I think, Team Charlotte is what we're going to call them. So they're down a woman. Charlotte, Bianca, and Shotzi ended up coming out. There was some physicality, and both teams ended up standing tall, staring each other down to end the segment. And then later on it was announced by Nick Aldis, that Team Charlotte had to find a fourth member to be a part of their War Games match by the end of the night. And throughout the night, we saw Bianca trying to recruit Mi Chin and Zelina Vega. But immediately upon coming back from commercial break, we would see Damage Control destroy whoever Bianca was talking to, whether that be Mi Chin or Zelina Vega. So Damage Control was literally making it so Team Charlotte could not find another partner. Now, later on in the night, we would find out that the final member of Team Charlotte would, in fact, be... Man! Whoa! Charlotte Flair called her longtime frenemy. They've been to hell and back together. They've main-evented WrestleMania together. They've been best friends. And now they're going to be War Games partners. So, full circle moment for Becky and Charlotte. And it's always exciting when the man comes around. I'm looking forward to it. I would have liked to see, instead of Becky, I would have liked to see... Beth Phoenix or somebody like that. Adam Copeland's in AEW right now. Beth Phoenix may, is. I'm Adam saying Copeland's someone wife. like Beth Phoenix. Okay, like a Trish Stratus. Somebody that would injected something different. In terms of name value and credibility, there is nobody they could have gotten. Maybe outside of Rhea Ripley, who who, who will draw oh, the. Sasha would have been cool. Sasha would have been great. Sasha sucks. She's overrated. I think oh, whoa. Uh, easy there. The longer she's been away, the more people are fixated over this idea that she was incredible. I think Sasha is great, but I think she's too much of a headache. Yeah, she's a prima donna. Agree to disagree. All right, so Becky Lynch is the fourth member for Team Charlotte, and it will now be Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Shotzi. <laughs> have you guys ever seen that meme of all the military guys, and then there's one clown? In the photo, Shotzi's that clown in this group. Who else could take the pin? Bailey takes the pin, and that forces her out. I got a chubby. <laughs> oh, okay, easy there, guy. And let's talk about the number one contender triple threat tag team match that happened. So you had Pretty Deadly versus the Street Profits versus the Brawling Brutes. And right out of the gate, I got to just say, Pretty Deadly's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, Love just, Pretty Deadly. Just because of their entrance or just because of everything? They scream sports entertainment. They have shirts with no shirt. It's, <laughs> they, they wear arm sleeves and have oiled up abs, and they're in slow-mo, and they have beautiful hair. And they had a fucking disco ball today. A disco ball. <laughs> and they're English. They were posing on top of the turnbuckle in slow motion with a disco ball behind them. It was everything. It was perfect. These guys are fantastic. I would like to see WWE push them to the moon, but unfortunately, as it goes for this match, that was not the case because Butch accidentally hit what appeared to be a bro kick on Ridge Holland, and then Ridge Holland ended up eating the pin from the Street Profits, and then Holland ends up walking away. He was pissed. He was pissed. Rather upset with Butch. So do you think that this is the beginning of the end for the Brutes? No, I think Sheamus comes back and helps them be good again. I don't know. They're on a downward spiral. I think it's about time they packed it in. I don't know. I think that they uh, they have a lot more to prove as a tag team. I don't think either one of them will 
ascend to like that upper echelon like singles competitor. So I think staying as a tag team makes the most sense for both of their careers. NXT. You think they should go to NXT? Yeah, I think that's where they're going. And they would be very competitive and probably get the titles on NXT. There are no there there are no tag titles in NXT. Oh what, no, there are tag what titles. What are you talking about? That's yeah, what are you talking ours. about? That's my bad. That's I vote Anthony Ugly Passiello. They already got one vote. I'm twittering it right now as we speak. I'm twittering it. It's, it's actually called X now if you haven't heard. Oh yeah, I'm Xing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end up being called Anthony Ugly Paciello. Right? <laughs> I love it. I try to lift you up. I try to spotlight your talent. I try to give you guys a platform to succeed. And you guys just tear me down. <laughs> Tearing you down, Jimmy Durante. It's out of love, Anthony. It's what did out you call of love. Me? Jimmy Durante. Who? I'm, who? I'm sorry. Nobody's going to get this reference. Nobody Jimmy even... Durante. Google Jimmy Durante. Vote now, you guys. Tell me what you see. A black and white photo. Yeah, that's what I see. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy's got a huge nose. The biggest nose in the history of noses. How do you know who this guy is? He was born in 1893. Dude, I'm old. <laughs> he died in 1980. Yeah, were you guys born yet? No. no. Oh, that's right. I wasn't even a thought. My parents weren't even married. 1980? How old was I? I was, 40, I was 47 in 1980. No, no you, you were, were not. You, you were not 47. Your math skills are impeccable. Yeah, you were not 47 in when, 1980. When you had me, you were 36, and I was born in 1990. It was a dog day. <laughs> that was a you were like 20 years old. You, you were had like two kids. Oh, in 1980, I was 18 years old. I graduated high school, and I was living on my own. I am... Awfully insulted, and I would like to just get uh, back. You, to, you're not. I was like, born in the 1800s. Why are we talking? We got so far off the rails here. <laughs> we really, we got to dial this back in. Okay. I don't think we're talking about the street profits enough. I love the street profits. They're, they're the number one contender right now. Like they have a legitimate shot to beat the Judgment Day and become new tag team champions. I mean, they're already former tag team champions already. So if you want to put this new stable over as a credible threat, the street profits should take the tag team titles against. Finn Balor and Damian Priest next Friday on SmackDown. Now, we saw backstage talking more about the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley. B-Fab get involved in talking to Bobby Lashley. Ugh. Hey, maybe she causes some sort of interference next week that allows the Street Profits to win, and she proves her worth to the group, and all of a sudden we got a big faction on our hand. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. I, I think it definitely could happen, but... I don't understand. Why are you so anti-B-Fab? I don't like B-Fab. Hate I've hated her ever since she was in Hit Row. She was annoying and blech. All right, well, I'm thinking B-Fab helps the Street Profits win the tag team titles, and all of a sudden we got ourselves a new member in the Bobby Lashley faction, which they have got to get a name for themselves going sooner than later. What was our working title with them? The Street Business? I think that might have been it. So we're just going to call them the Street Business until we hear something else. I'd like that. Pitch out to WWE. I'll, I'll send them an email. I love it. All right, next up, Dragon Lee versus Axiom. So... A little bit of context heading into this match. Dragon Lee, a huge Rey Mysterio fan. Seeing what Santos Escobar did to him last week made Lee want to fight Santos Escobar. But unfortunately, Nick Aldis didn't let that happen. He said, hey, now's not the time. You have to go up against Axiom, who is an NXT standout superstar making his SmackDown debut. And I had no idea who this guy was before this match. But I can tell you, I was very, very impressed with him during the match. Yeah, he looked good. Look, look really good. And I think they had chemistry together because I think they worked at NXT, and you, you, you kind of saw it a little bit. The crowd loved it. The crowd was electrified. They were going nuts over it. I predict both of these guys are going to be new members of the LWO. When Ray comes back, he's going to need recruits. He's got two of them right there. Let's kind of combine this next section then with Dragon Lee. So Dragon Lee picks up the win. 
But moving on, the man he wanted to face, Santos Escobar, came out and explained his actions on why he turned on Rey Mysterio. Escobar had new music. He had a new look. He was wearing all white. I know Tony was raving about the look. What were you saying? He went total heel tonight. Al Pacino, Tony Montana, Scarface. Basically, he hoped Ray dies. That's what he was saying. Okay, so what Tony's alluding to is during Santos Escobar's promo, he... Say hello to my little friend. It was one vile comment after another. I remember sitting there being like, oh my God, I can't believe he's saying this, and I can't believe WWE's letting him say this. He, he legitimately said, I hope Rey Mysterio gets an infection based on like his surgery. Something that I love is when you bring real-world stuff into the WWE or into professional wrestling it makes it so much more authentic it i loved it it was a little far don't get me wrong i mean he wished ready to get an infection i mean come on so it's a little over the line but i loved it hopefully ray could have a speedy recovery and we could get this match at mania because i think it'd be a really good match for mania well the thing that i loved most about this segment is we got to see where the other members of the lwo stood so Zelina Vega, she came out, she slapped Escobar right in the face. You're a piece of shit. What are you doing? That's Rey Mysterio. He's the goat. Get out of my face. So she walks away. Then we saw Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro come out. Now, if you guys remember, back in NXT, Toro, Wilde, and Escobar were three members of Legado del Fantasma faction. And they ran roughshod over NXT. And this is when Santos and arguably Wilde and uh, Cruz were at their most popular. So a lot of us... Fans assumed that Joaquin and Cruz were just going to fall in line with Santos. It's like, oh, Santos is done with the LWO, so are we. But that wasn't the case. They actually stood up for Rey Mysterio. They said to Santos, how could you do that? He's our guy. He's our leader. And La familia. And Santos actually beat down both Wild and Cruz. So this was kind of a shocking development. And then after that... We saw Carlito spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Carlito made the save. He chased Escobar out of the arena. And the civil war of the LWO right now, it's Santos on one side and everybody else on another. We also found out later on that Carlito will have his first pay-per-view premium live event match since 2007 when he takes God. on Santos Escobar at Survivor Series. This is going to be a fantastic match and it's going to kickstart the civil war. Of the LW. I love Escobar as a heel. It's he's tremendous. I think it's I think this is he found his niche. This is his niche where it's gonna propel him to that next level. Inevitably, you're gonna get a three on three match. It's gonna be Legato, which is Escobar, Cruz, and Wild versus Carlito, Rey Mysterio, and a third member to be named later. So going back to Dragon Lee, I think he is a prime candidate to step into that spot and fight alongside Carlito and Rey Mysterio. They already alluded to it because Lee wanted to fight Santos on Ray's behalf. He's his hero. He's a Lucha Libre. So I, I think that's a match that's going to happen at some point down the line. But it seems like WWE is going to take this Civil War angle relatively slow. And maybe Escobar turns wild first, then he turns Cruz. Yeah, they're going to jump ship, those guys. But for now, it's everybody versus Santos. So it's going to be interesting to see. Well, he's the lone wolf right now. So you're very high on Santos. How do you feel about Oh, I Santos? love Santos. So he's been with the main roster for a little bit now. You think this is the best run he's had on the main roster? Unquestionably. Absolutely. But it's not a surprise. When he was in NXT, his best work was as a heel. And when he came up on the main roster, he was presented as a face. So he hasn't had the opportunity to fully explore his heel persona, which is what really won him over in the eyes of the WWE Universe in the first place. So this is going to be the true Santos Escobar we see moving forward. See, I, 
I, I like him. I, I I thought the promo was excellent and everything, and I agree with you. I think he's way better than he was as a face on the main roster. But I'm not really looking forward to You're it. You're not interested in Carlito versus Santos? I'm excited for other matches on the card. So Santos didn't win you over, even tonight? He started to. I need more of it. What I want to know is what is Zelina Vega going to do? I think Wild and I think Cruz are going to turn and join Santos. I think Carlito, Dragon Lee will join Rey Mysterio. And I think at the end of the day, Zelina Vega is the X Factor. Whichever team she decides to end up following, I think... That will give that team the edge in the Civil War that is the LWO. So we shall see. A lot still needs to happen, and a lot will happen. We obviously have a lot of time between now and when Rey Mysterio comes back. So we'll keep you updated on everything going forward. But let's do a little recap. We got to clean up on uh, Grayson Waller, Cameron Grimes. What's interesting about this is if you go back to last week, Grayson Waller and Austin Theory – provoked Kevin Owens to the point where he got suspended. Remember, Owens was on commentary. He wasn't allowed to touch any superstars. And if he did, he got suspended. So he beat up Theory and he beat up Waller. And we had no KO tonight. So as disappointing as that Aww. was, we did get to see Grayson Waller in action. It was relatively cookie cutter. I got up to get a drink. I came back. It was over. Theory interfered distracted Grimes, and that pretty much allowed Waller to pick up the win. It was about two minutes. Not much to talk about here. Grayson Waller picks up the win, and him and Austin Theory continue to roll. I would like to mention that next week we're going to get a Grayson Waller show with uh, KO next week. So I guess it was a one-week suspension for KO. Looks like it. And I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. I hope that we figure out who his tag team partner is going to be during that segment. Because right now it's been... Who could it be? I, I can't think of any names. On the you SmackDown roster? Um, Maybe AJ gets back? That'd be a cool I team. mean, Dragon Lee. We, we, that would nah, be interesting. He's, he, nah, he's got a whole thing. What about the Power Ranger? Axiom? <laughs> nah, Axiom, nah. I'm not going to speculate because I, I, I legitimately don't know. All right, let's talk about the Bloodline promo. Paul Heyman basically came out and he said that John Cena's career is over. Solo Sokoa finished the 16-time champ off and that if Cena was a smart man, he would stay in Hollywood and would not come back because if he does, Solo Sokoa will be waiting with a Samoan spike with John Cena's name on it. So the biggest noteworthy thing you probably take away from this is that LA Knight interrupted the Bloodline and pretty much said that he's not done with the bloodline he doesn't care if he's got to go through jimmy he doesn't care if he's got to go through solo hell he doesn't care if he's got to go through the wise man paul Heyman. he will do whatever he has to do to get another chance at roman reigns in the wwe championship is that what you guys want do you want to see that happen yeah no yeah no tony have, have i convinced you that la Knight is peaked I don't think he's peaked, but I don't want to see him fighting Roman again right Why? now. Why? What's what's so wrong about him fighting Roman again? All right, what's going to happen? Uh, we don't know. I he's going to lose. He's, he's not gonna probably going to lose. I mean, If you want to keep L.A. Knight viable, which they should, he's a fan favorite. He's got a lot of energy. I want to see him keep pinning people. If he doesn't fight for a title match right now, that's fine with me. The worst thing would be if he fights Roman again sometime soon and he loses again. Then what do you do with the guy? I mean, he could still lose and still look great. Like, you, you're acting like if you take a pin from Roman Reigns, it's the worst thing in the world. No. We're talking about Roman Reigns here. Two got, pins. Not one, two pins. We're talking about keeping L.A. Knight viable. You take multiple pins from Roman Reigns, that does not put you lower because you've taken multiple pins. What do you do with the guy? It's not going to happen, but I would love to put the title on him. I would love to see that. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be great to see. The reactions that you would get from Roman losing that streak would be incredible. I think it'd be a great move. WWE won't do it, all right? I'm not the writer for WWE, so it's not going to happen. But 
to say that if he gets another pin that it's going to lower his status, I think that's bogus. Not. If he takes two pins with Roman within two months, it's not going to elevate him. It's going to flatline the guy. I disagree. I think it could elevate him so much. I disagree with you, Nate Dog. For what it's worth, Nate, I agree with Tony. Are you serious? Ah, two to one. What is the matter with you? You think he gets pinned again and lowers his stature? So, because Shinsuke Nakamura lost to Seth Rollins two times, it brought him down? Yeah. Here's something else. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Here's something. Yeah. They made it a point to reestablish Shinsuke quick after losing. I think he beat Ricochet. He beat Bronson Reed. He's running through the Alpha Academy right now. This is the same thing they're doing with LA Knight. He needs to beat Jimmy Uso. He needs to beat Solo Sokoa. But if the end result is to have him lose to Roman Reigns, you are hurting the credibility of his stature. Exactly what Tony's saying. Disagree 100%. He, he's so beloved. This LA Knight phase for the WWE Universe won't go anywhere. You realize phases end. That's the whole point yes. of it. Yeah, they do yes. end. I'm yes. not saying this yes. phase. Yes. You're acting like this phase would end with a loss. I disagree 110%. He just beat Jimmy this week, okay? He's going to beat Solo, okay? He's going to have a, a match probably at the Royal Rumble, all right? And he's probably, unfortunately, going to lose. But I still think LA Knight, you'll still get the yeah chance. You'll still get, let me talk to you. You'll still get all of that spectacle after he loses to Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. He's on the right path. Like you just referred to, he beat Jimmy Uso relatively clean and relatively quickly. So... WWE is obviously still going to book him as a major threat in the next coming weeks, the next coming months. But I just worry that after he's out of the main event scene, he will flatline and fade away. Bold take. LA Knight will be main eventing WrestleMania this year. Nathan, the heart wants what the heart wants. Once it happens, it's going to be a triple threat, and Cody's going to beat, going to pin LA Knight. And that's when LA Knight has going to peak. Cody's going to take the belt off. Roman doesn't get pinned. That's how you end the story. Boom. You know how many people would turn on Cody if he pinned L.A. Knight? Everyone. Everyone would turn on Cody if he pinned L.A. Knight. Nice fucking take. I don't know about that. I don't yeah. know if they would They would turn on him because this is he's been waiting for this for over a year. He has a chance to pin Roman LA has Knight. to be the one who takes the pin. Dan. I disagree. I don't think he does. Uh, when he loses his title, absolutely. I don't think you he does. You don't want him to lose yeah, his title. You need it to be a if definitive it, If you're going to take the title from him, he's got to get pinned. Otherwise, don't take the title. So, after LA Knight beats Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa comes out, and he and Jimmy are ready to beat down LA Knight. But then, wow, Cody Rhodes comes storm into the ring and saves LA Knight. Does this mean that LA Knight is going to be the fifth member inside War Games, killing all the Randy Orton and CM Punk speculations? Possibly, but that's something we are going to wait to talk about until we see how Cody Rhodes and LA Knight react on Raw. So... Let's talk about the show in its entirety. So, what was your favorite part of SmackDown? Probably the Dragon Lee match, honestly. Oh, my bet. Definitely Santos Escobar. Tony Montana. What about you? I'm trying to think of what my favorite part was. Um, oh, it, actually, it's so obvious. Mine was the disco ball during uh, Pretty Deadly's <laughs> Oh, yeah, you like that. You that like was incredible. That. Those guys are so entertaining. I want to get one of those shirts. I wouldn't look as good in it. It's not even a shirt. It's just arm sleeves. All right. I do sit-ups. <laughs> I got to do a lot more than sit-ups. Yeah, sit you fatty. You're so mean to me today. I don't know what I did. You call me fat, ugly. Hey, you got a mean streak, Nate. You called me big nose, too. <laughs> I, I, I think Nate's turning heel tonight. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and start wrapping things up. So, 
just to let everybody know, going forward, we are going to start keeping track of our predictions. So we actually didn't grab predictions for the LA Knight Jimmy Uso match. That's on me. I forgot to do it last episode. But for this upcoming Raw, we have Becky Lynch versus Zia Lee. Just as a reminder, Tony has Zia, Nathan and I have Becky. Raquel Rodriguez versus Nia Jax. We all have Raquel. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Chad Gable. Nate's got Gable. Tony and I have Shinsuke Nakamura. So we're going to keep track of all of our predictions going forward. And then once Survivor Series ends, we're going to tally them all up, and the loser will have to do a punishment. So we have those three matches, and for next week, we can throw on the Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Street Profits tag team title match. So let's go ahead and do our predictions for that match right now. Yeah, it could go either way, but I gotta, I'm going to take the champs. I got Priest and Balor. Uh, yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take the Profits. I think they need the title, so I'm going to take the Profits with Bobby Lashley helping them out win the title. I, too, am going to take the Profits, and I'm going to say B-Fab helps them pick up the win. So we got two Profits. We have one Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and we have four matches total. We're going to keep track of everything moving forward, and then after Survivor Series, the loser is going to have to pick out a shame from the Bowl of Mayhem. Who's making up this bowl? I am. I'm going to just put a whole bunch of random punishments in it. You're going to have to... Why come I can't? I don't have an opinion. Yeah, sure. You can help. You can put something diabolical and evil in the bowl. Oh, I don't want to get what Tony puts in there. You know what I'm going to put in there? Uh, it's going to be something... How about, how about this? We, we each get to put three different punishments in the bowl. And then, you know, we'll pick it out. Whoever whoever loses, whoever whoever has the worst record. And Survivor Series matches will be worth two points. Okay. I love it. Okay, cool. So... I know what I'm putting in the bowl. All right. We are going to wrap up with our first game ever. Yay! Yeah, game. Did we win a prize? No, there's no prize. What kind of game is this? We're a low-budgeted show. We'll raise the budget. Nate and I work for food. <laughs> okay, uh, the winner can get ice cream. How about that? Yeah, take it. Oh, I'm in. All right, so this is how the game is going to work. It's called Who Am I? You guys are each going to be given three clues about a specific WWE superstar. You will then guess who that superstar is. If you're both incorrect, you will then get a final clue, and you will cast your final guess. We each get a chance, or we should just chime right in? You get one guess after the three clues, and then another guess following the bonus clue, if you don't guess it already. Tony, you're going to be able to guess first. Nathan will guess second. Then if we go into the bonus round, Nathan will guess first, and you will go second. Fair enough? Fair enough. Okay, so here are your clues. Pay attention. This WWE superstar is a current WWE Hall of Famer, and he debuted in 2002. He was a part of one of the most dominant factions in wrestling history, and he's a six-time heavyweight champion. Who am I? Randy Orton. Randy Orton is... Incorrect. Yeah, Randy's definitely more than a six-time champion. Uh, so I'm assuming you're talking about evolution. It just came to me. I'm going to go Batista. Batista is correct. Ah. Nathan is victorious in our first ever game of Who Am I? I got fucked. You didn't get fucked. You, you didn't, didn't get, get fucked. You just got hosed. You, you just you didn't. Spit out I'm Randy, calling for an investigation. You spit out Randy Orton as soon as I said. Six-time champion, which Randy is way more than. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's double digits. He's a 14-time champion. Yeah. What, I got to buy ice cream? Yeah, you owe, like you, owe you, you owe Nathan and I ice cream. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> sure, that, that sounds, sounds good to me. I don't get paid till Sunday. That's fine. The bonus clue was he's a two-time Royal Rumble winner. So w would you have gotten that, Tony? No, I, I wouldn't have got Batista. You should have said he was in a movie with, with uh, Griff. <laughs> Who's Griff? Guardians of the Galaxy. Groot? Groot. Griff? Ruth Griff? Not even close. 
Us with a G. All right, well, let's, good for you. let's wrap this up. As a reminder, you can find us on Instagram and X at It's Real to Us. We also have our YouTube page up now with episodes one and two streaming. You can find this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Thank you again so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And we will catch you next time on It Is Real to Us, the wrestling podcast. Woof! Midnight. Sounded so angry there, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan was a little, he was a little edgy tonight. He was. You were edgy. Dude, uh, late nights? Yo, I get edgy, man. <laughs>